Welcome to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Badass Direct Sales Mastery is a podcast for rock star direct sales moms who are determined to make their business kick ass. Jenny will share her knowledge of effective sales and recruiting techniques, tips to get what you want from your business, and will interview direct sales professionals and leaders from various companies. The interviews will give insight to how these rock stars got to where they are and where they plan to grow in the future. And now, the direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Welcome back to another episode of Badass Direct Sales Mastery. I'm your host, your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger, here helping you whip your business into shape. Today, I have with me Paul Blanchard, who is the president of Habit Finder at habitfinder.com. And he has been a network marketing coach for quite a few years now, helping network marketers and direct sales professionals learn their habits of thinking so they can make changes where necessary and keep the good habits of thinking so that they continue to build and grow their business. So welcome to the show, Paul. Thank you. Great to be here. I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, hey, I was actually introduced to Habit Finder by one of my own clients. Oh my gosh, probably back in March of this year and sometimes spring, early summer. And I took the Habit Finder and went, oh, that was interesting. And then let the report go. And then reconnected with you because of contact mapping. You were on the contact mapping community training with Adrian and Tom Chenault. And I loved what you had to say. And I was like, that's it. This guy's got to be on the podcast. (laughs) So immediately reached out to get you here. So tell us, give us a little history of the Habit Finder and how you got this started. Sure. So it was actually started by my father in uh, 2000 who was a a huge fan of network marketing, direct sales himself, had built an organization in the 90s with 140,000 distributors, 70,000 of them active on auto ship. I mean, he he definitely understands the business and how to do that. Unfortunately, some terrible things happened between the executive team and that disbanded and dissolved. And right around that same time, he was introduced to the greatest sales in the world by Ogmandino. And he had written some film scripts for some of Og's other books. And Betty offered him the rights, the film rights, that is, to the greatest sales in the world. And my dad has always been kind of a coach and consultant in different capacities in the medical field, in direct sales and other areas, and said, what if we created an Augmentino company? And she agreed. And that was started in 2000. And Og got his launch from, from direct sales, from network marketing, Amway in particular, made it standard reading to read the greatest sales in the world. And so bringing that brand back to life organically naturally gave a big draw to direct sales and network marketing, which worked out great. Both me and my dad are are huge fans. I built a a network marketing business for myself in when I was 22, made six figures my first year and just grew from there. And then went off and did a million other things in real estate and other areas, and then came back full circle back to partner with my dad officially seven years ago, we came back together and uh, just been addressing primarily entrepreneurs, but obviously that gets a huge draw from direct sales, but have always been in love with the fact that in direct sales, there's no buffer between you and your people. There's no buffer between you and your processes. You, You don't get to hide behind bureaucracy and titles and all these different things. It's nose to nose, heart to heart, toe to toe, 
And it's very different from the leadership and management and business growth of traditional entrepreneurship when you're dealing with a volunteer army. And, and we love it. And we knew a couple of years in that we couldn't just come in and pontificate about being, you know, go get them and, and be positive and whatever. And, and it, it couldn't be banal. And so we decided to focus on measurement. So we decided to corner the market in scientifically and mathematically measuring how the brain actually processes your life to move beyond personality, because there are great insights there, but also a lot of boxes you can get stuck in. And, uh, and so we created the Habit Finder tool itself and are able to, in 10 minutes or less, online, no questions, I get a roadmap of how your brain processes about 6.4 quadrillion variables. So it's, uh, it's really an awesome opportunity to ignite where you wanna go, how to get there with greater detail ever before, but also, and I think this is really important for your listeners to, to bring to life everything you've already invested in. Because direct sales, network marketers, we are famous for investing in our personal development, our growth, and then wondering when it's going to pay off. When that made so much sense, but then when I went to actually do it, it didn't quite work out that way. Well, that wasn't because the system was wrong. That wasn't because the strategy didn't work. It's oftentimes because of how our brain processes. And so to have that transparency has been kind of feels a little bit like an unfair advantage in, uh, in this industry, but we love it. Yeah, no, it, one of the things that has come up time after time on the podcast here has been the more you learn, the more you earn, right? And there are a lot of different factors that play into that. And obviously one of them is, you know, your habits of thinking, right? Because the habit finder isn't just about the behavioral habits, right? It's, that's one of the things I really took away from what you trained on with the, the, contact mapping community was, was this is about how people think. And it's, it's on a subconscious level. Is that right? Correct. It's funny. I had a client who, who messaged me and said, Oh, there's another coach trying to steal me away from you. And I was like, well, what did he say? He said, well, he said habits are just one of the pillars of success. I said, that's true. When it comes to behavioral habits, when it comes to having a good morning routine and brushing your teeth and whatever else. But with that said, habit finder is not about behavioral habits directly. It's what you're talking about. It's the subconscious patterns of the brain, the neurological habits of how your brain processes people, authority, the work and tasks you've got to get done, your own inner world of how your life is showing up and what that means about you. Those habits are how our brain works. It wants to have the same type of process every day. Mm -hmm. Even if the aesthetics change a little bit, as long as it can count on the same types of reactions to things, the same types of disappointments, even it doesn't care as long as they're predictable. And so what I would do, I would, I would challenge the, the more you learn, the more you earn just a little bit. Because okay. at six years old, Jenny, we have developed 95% of our brain. And so my primary focus is to help people unlearn. So I would mm. say for most people that are older than six years old in direct sales, which should hopefully be everybody, everybody, <laughs> the more you unlearn, the more you earn, because there are a lot of concepts out there and the brain loves concepts. It's got this limitless bucket of concepts. We call them ahas and breakthroughs, right? And we can just pound them in there and they can release endorphins and, and norepinephrine and we can feel like we're breaking through, feel like we're making all the success. Then there's this tiny little bucket called willpower and integration. 
And it's a lot smaller than people realize. And it's a lot more difficult to, to build in and to get consistent into our lives. And so we're sitting here taking this overwhelming, overflowing bucket of concepts and trying to pour it into this tiny little beaker of, of integration and willpower. And, and it just keeps spilling over and we get frustrated and impatient because unlearning is a long-term game. You can't just conceptualize something to unlearn if you have a neurological pattern for it. But you mm. you got to understand that personal development, it's not a philosophical game. And if that's what you're playing, then we know why you're as frustrated as you are. Personal development is a biological game. And if you don't know the rules of your neurological biology, then you're going to frustrate the process because we're naturally impatient and the brain is not. The brain and its neurological patterns is not impatient. It, it loves to count on the same things over and over and over again. It doesn't care how long it takes as long as it's predictable. It doesn't appreciate intensity. And a lot of people jump into direct sales. And if you've ever been to an event, intensity is usually top of the menu. And so we want to start understanding not that we're allergic to those things in the brain, but what do we do with them that really makes the difference in the biological game? Mm, that is incredibly powerful. So you know, going through that, because this, this is really, you know, quite counter, I mean, as you said, quite counter to what a lot of us are being told and sold in, sure. in the world of network marketing. So, so let's dig in. And you and I had this conversation before we, before I hit record, let's dig in to a habit finder assessment. Like, what is it that people, first of all, you said takes less than 10 minutes to take, it's not a ton of questions, but it's really easy. And I would agree with that. It was a very simple assessment to take. What can they expect from when they get their results? Great question. It's a challenge of ours because we built the results based on familiarity. So that the results look like maybe a personality test. There are characteristics on there. There are terms on there that would be really easy to look at. Like, for example, the, the fourth measurement down in the first section called My Dreams. We, my dad and I are, are writers. We, we, we like to be poetic and romantic with the language. But really, we're measuring possibilities, blueprints. When the brain goes into creating the ideas of your future, that's what this section is all about. These are the, the brain patterns, the habits of your thinking that are creating that. And the fourth one down is called Coachable. I can't tell you, Jenny, how many times I've gotten onto a debrief with someone, a deep dive into their results, and they've been like, it says I'm not coachable, but I feel like I'm coachable. And it's a great opportunity to set the tone for these results right then and there. And that is that if you look at your results from the Habit Finder and go, oh, that's so me. Or if you look at your results from the Habit Finder and say, that is so not me. Neither of you are right. <laughs> it has nothing to do with you, your being, your intrinsic self. It has everything to do with the cogs and the wheels and the gears of your brain. Now, you're in charge. You get to manufacture what you want to manufacture. You're going to have some limitations, some challenges. If you don't pay close attention, some sabotages, depending on stories and patterns that you've created throughout your life. But you're, you're in the driver's seat. Okay, You may not have power steering, depending. You may not have a, a great working clutch, but you get to drive. And we want to take a look at the vehicle, not you, because you're the driver. So when I get into someone's assessment results, I, I tell them, you are not your thoughts. I just want to see how those dots are connecting. So the first thing I like people to do is tell me about you. Tell me what's important to you, what's shaped you, so I can start to see the connections between who you are and how you think 
And then we get a very simple equation. If who you are wants to create something that you are passionate about and you're not getting there, then we can take a look at how you think. And if how you think isn't in alignment with that, that's where we wanna get to work. And it's not in more elaborate systems and strategies. You need some, but a lot less than most people think because those are a drug that you just need to keep getting a bigger high from every time you use them when there's much greater simplicity when we break it down on the level of the brain. So when you look at your results, there are words there that you can get distracted in. Oh, I, I, that's totally me or that's totally not me. Neither one is correct. These are just the gears and the cogs we're looking at and how your brain is processing. And then we can get to explore. Now, for those of you who take this, and, and Jenny took hers to, to lead by example, you'll notice that the bar always starts in the green in the middle mm -hmm. and then moves to the left or to the right if there's any distortion. But the green remains because that's you. And if you click on any of the measurements, the first definition you'll see is what it sounds like when it's in balance, which is your true self. So that's who you are. You are, for example, that section we were just talking about, you are self-directed, you are excellent, you are intentional, coachable, resilient, and steadfast. But if there's any distortion, then we know some of the gears and the cogs, for example, one of yours okay, mm -hmm. is perfection. Which tells me a couple no. of things. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Now, what's awesome is this is very common in very high-performing people. Mm -hmm. I mean, we see this measurement as strong as it is in yours over into the orange, not quite red, but pretty strong in orange, that we, we see that this is like present in Olympic athletes. Not necessarily because you've got to be competitive with other people to have that. That's not uncommon, though. But you are competitive with wanting to constantly get better. The, the, the challenge with that is when it's as strong as it is, it's never good enough is at risk of turning into I'm never good enough. Mm. It can drive procrastination. It can drive doing life in surges because heaven forbid you take a four-hour project and do it in 30-minute increments. That's very difficult for someone with this, with this measurement because you, you're a lot of people with these gears and these cogs in this thought process live life in momentum. And so they pay attention to the emotional momentum. So once they get started, they want to keep going until they get it done. Mm -hmm. But the challenge with that is we're not inanimate objects that need an impelling force. We can choose to start and stop intentionally. And it's usually someone who knows how to stop intentionally that is much better at not procrastinating than someone who knows how to start. All the attention for procrastination goes on starting. But the reason we suck at starting is because we sucked at stopping at an intentional time. We drove ourselves further than we should have. Like if I was your boss and I called you to come in on Saturday, said, hey, just, just for an hour, Jenny, I just need you for an hour. And you get there and then it's two. And then it's half a day. You're already here. You might as well stay for the full day. You're not going to answer my call the next Friday that I call hoping that you can come in on a Saturday because I violated our agreement, our contract for just an hour. Mm -hmm. Yet we do that to ourselves all the time. If I can just make a couple of calls then I'm going to be happy. So we make a contract with our brain. I'm just going to make a couple of calls. We make a couple of calls. Awesome. Now I'm going to make 50 of them. And we just keep driving and driving and driving and driving. Or like today was awesome. I'm exhausted. But the next day your brain's like, screw you. You totally violated our contract. We're going to find every distraction, every way to hit the brakes as possible. Because the last time you got us started, you ran us ragged. So that's, that's a counterintuitive element to one of the, the thought processes that you've got in here. 
in terms of that perfection, just as an example. Yeah, no. And as you were saying that, like every bit of that was hitting home with me. Like it makes so much sense to think about it in that way, in that, you know, yes, I do have procrastination. I'm also ADHD. So I also am totally addicted to the adrenaline response cycle, which feeds into all of that. So I'm working on that addiction right now. <laughs> but, you know, I would, I would assume that just having people at first understanding this is a huge step in, in moving forward to making shifts mm -hmm. to better utilize the way the brain works. Yeah. Yeah. Self-awareness is still the most valuable currency in the world. The challenge is where personal development got its knock in the past is that self-awareness was done in generalities very abstract self-awareness like oh yeah I, I have a hard time being positive or I, I need a better mindset mindset is everything well until we burst on the scene and and we're still one of the best kept secrets out there because we're not we're not marketers we're coaches mm -hmm. you know we, we've worked with 250,000 people over the last 20 years but even with that said that's a drop in the bucket compared to people who are pouring hundreds of thousands of dollars into Facebook and whatever else to be able to do that and which is great. And we're working on getting into that space and building a team around that. But unfortunately, the world today mindset is creating funnels that lead to coaches that aren't as good as the funnel. Because mindset is such an easy buzzword to sell you stuff you don't need. Because I can just say mindset and you go, Oh, yeah. But what is mindset? I mean, what is mindset really other than an actual concrete scientific variation of how your brain processes your life? And right. so self-awareness actually gets its power when it can be specific. Like Jenny, I've worked with so, thousands of people and asked all of them one of the same questions when I first get to meet with them. And that is, what do you want? And most people share a couple of generalities, abstract ideas about what they want, and then naturally shift and get very specific about what they don't want. Mm. What get specific about is usually what happens. The brain doesn't pay attention to the don't want it just pays attention to the specificity of what we're focused on and usually creates it it's why uh master ugwe the great philosopher from kung fu panda said that it is in our road we take to avoid our destiny that we usually find it because when we're telling the brain what we don't want all it heard was the punchline. it didn't hear the context of we don't want that i don't want to be like my mom i don't want to be like my mom i don't want to be like my mom which would be fine with me my mom is amazing but <laughs> But it doesn't hear the don't want it just hears be like my mom, be like my mom, be like my mom. I don't want to be broke. I don't want to be broke. I don't want to be broke. All the brain hears is be broke, be broke, be broke. So getting a chance to get in and, and shake up the snow globe and, and disrupt those patterns is what I mean by unlearning so that you can earn. We want to shift those, those patterns because what we have today, what we have right now is a very simple output of how we currently think and its gifts and its limitations. You know, like Jenny, I can see it doesn't take long looking at your habit finder to see you've been through some shit. Oh, yeah. You've been through a lot. There are scars, there are challenges. Huge congratulations for working on one of the greatest superpowers there is, and that is perspective. You've got lightning perspective in life. You carry some major burdens, but when you really step back and you need that perspective to get you through something, it's really clear in your habit finder, which is really rare.
for someone mm-hmm. to have a lot of noise in what's possible, a lot of noise in how I feel about myself. You know, as my father would say, if I talk to you the way your thinking habits talk to you, we wouldn't be friends. Yeah. But when it comes to how your life is actually playing out, really healthy, really productive. I'm not a big fan of positive. I think positive is just as bad as negative. But right. when we calibrate the two, we can be productive which I'm a much bigger fan of. And you've got the clarity to be very productive. And you're also finding the platforms to capitalize on the noise. One of the greatest is with the noise you've got is a place to express and to connect. Thus, this podcast, a brilliant move to serve your audience. But if they knew how much it served you, like it's, it, that's really probably one of the biggest benefits because mm-hmm. you're to harness what you've been through rather than be held back by what you've been through through expression. Yeah. One of the great challenges is without the perspective you got, this podcast is just an idea that you still haven't executed on. Like so many of your listeners who are in a similar place and having a platform, no matter how micro or macro, could serve them so well, but your perspective got you to a place where you could actually execute in spite of the noise. And just huge props for that. I think that's awesome. Well, thank you. I so appreciate that. And, you know, a lot of that that impetus to take action came from the fact that I've been through some shit. And I'm like, I'm not letting myself stay there any longer. And so the way to get out of there is to do something about it. Because, you know, again, as you said, a lot of these things are, these habits of thinking are established when we're young, right? Very, very young. And so- that's how my, that's how I was raised. Like, mom, I have a headache. Okay. Have you taken any Tylenol? No. Okay. We'll go take Tylenol half an hour later. Mom, I have a headache. It still hurts. Did you take Tylenol? Nope. Don't want to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) I gave you something to do. (laughs) You didn't do it. Right. So that was established in me very early. Right. And so for me, it's like, okay, when I'm in pain, I got to do something about it. I'm not going to sit here and wallow in it. Not allowed because no one, wa- no one wants to hear me bitch about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so with all of this, as you're working with people who have taken the assessment, first of all, the first step is to take the assessment, right? To, to go through and begin to take a look at what your habits of thinking are. And so I've been working with your team and we have set up a link where all of the listeners right now, my badass crew, you guys know who you are. If you just go to habitfinder.com forward slash BDSM, you can take the assessment for free. Woo, woo. <laughs> so it's a, it's a strange process, but I've got a feeling that based on the wordplay of your, of your tribe, that they're not going to be too, too sticky about random words and weird stuff. It's strange. Yeah. Because what it is, is there's no questions. You're just asked to rank two lists. Mm -hmm. One list is mathematically constructed for your internal processes in your brain. And one list is mathematically constructed for your external processes. But they've been converted to words and phrases. But they're mathematical equations. So when they sound super Mm -hmm. weird, that's why. Yeah. And so we're not asking you, you know, somewhat mostly neutral kind of personality test questions or, or lots of different variations of predictive indexing. Those are all subjective tests. Right. Those are all trying to subject you to a diagnosis to give you a general idea of your most common trends. 
you know, but even then they're just your most common ones. They're not the only ones you have access to. There's something I can't stand. It's when someone's like, oh, that's why I'm an asshole. Cause I'm a D or cause I'm a red or whatever. And then it's like, great. I have a diagnosis for it. So it's totally okay. When really that's an introduction to your starting coordinates. That's mm-hmm. what a personality test typically provides. But transformation requires knowing how the mechanics are actually working, not what the output of the diagnosis is. So it is a strange process. Doesn't take very long. Don't overthink it. You're going to get the same results regardless. It's just going to be less painful for you. If you don't <laughs> Love that, guys. Yeah, don't, don't put don't don't be a sadist. Up. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, I mean, no judgment, but like, whatever it's, save it for something outside of the habit finder. Yeah. And then for for the BDSM crew, we're going to, we're going to provide complimentary consults, (gasps) get 15, 20 minutes with my, with my habit finder specialists, just to give you, get you your bearings and what you're looking at. Cause it just takes a couple of things to go, Oh, okay. That's what I'm looking at. Then you can dive deeper and find out if this is something you want to, you want to go more into, but we're, we're very protective of understanding there are a lot of people that aren't ready to work on themselves at this level. And that's Mm -hmm. not a challenge. It's just some people still need some other introductions, some other elements to working on themselves and self-awareness and different things that, that are preambles. Yes. But important preparation to be able to take oneself on at this level. Yeah, no. And I do have to say, you know, I've, so I have a degree in psychology and I got my degree long enough, long enough ago. I think I said that right. Long ago enough. There we go. That I actually learned how to give those personality and intelligent assessments when you actually had to give them in person because they weren't on a computer. Right. And so I remember when I was reading the results from the habit finder, I was like, this is so different. Like, especially because I'm always doing the meta, you know, not only just taking the assessment, but like looking at how it's given. And it was absolutely fascinating to me. So any of my listeners, if you guys have a background in psychology, have fun, because this one's a good one. (laughs) So I really enjoy that. So Paul, thank you so much for sharing this with my listeners. And I would love to have you come back and be able to share just a little bit further deeper with our listeners about the habit finder and, and how this can specifically apply within a network marketing business. Cause I think there are, there are so many different ways that we can go with this in order to help the audience improve and, and like get to that place that they want to go. Like, I know that they can all see, and there's my cat, um, I know that they can all see the place that they want to go, but they can't find the road there. And this can be one of the ways that will help them find the road to where they want to go. Yeah. And this isn't just about, let's find out all this fancy terminology about your brain. The, that's, I mean, some of that's just to make me sound a lot smarter than I am, but the, the real punchline is let's put you on a path, especially in direct sales or network marketing, because it's, it's, it, there's different governing laws to a volunteer army. And that's a big part of what we teach, but we don't teach anything that isn't tied to what's actually going to help your brain align to something long-term. Mm-hmm. I met a lot of people who know how to make a lot of money really fast in network marketing, but not a lot of people who know how to last and and that's going to pay you way more than getting to some elite rank in six months. And then you're jumping to the next one and the next one and the next one, trying to get the same high Mm -hmm. rather than building a real solid foundation and being able to understand the dynamics of network marketing that involve people that are very different from you 
and, and how to, how to be able to engage them regardless of personality, how to be able to engage yourself regardless of what emotion, emotional spectrum you wake up with and how to be able to find consistency, how to be able to break down some of the walls and the misnomers out there about what you're supposed to do, like having a big why, which is garbage. You know, having a vision board is not garbage, but for 98% of your listeners, it's very dangerous. Those yeah. are the kind of things I'd love to come back and talk about that for sure. Oh, oh gosh. Yeah. We definitely have to have the talk about the, the vision boards because <laughs> I loved what you had to say when you were in the, the contact mapping community about that. So let's save that for our next conversation. How about that? Sure. Sounds great. Awesome. All right. BDSM crew, you know how this goes. You have just heard from the president of Habit Finder. And if you're interested in taking the assessment, and I highly recommend that you do, make sure you go to habitfinder.com forward slash BDSM for badass direct sales mastery. And, or you can just go into the show notes. You guys know, grab your phone, click on the episode and in the show notes, you have the link where you can go take the assessment right there from your phone. In fact, I took my assessment on my phone the first time. So you guys can definitely do that as well. So Paul, thank you again for your time. You are a busy man running an organization that is helping people in network marketing and direct sales grow. So thank you for being here. My pleasure. I appreciate the invitation. We'll see you again soon. Oh yeah, absolutely. So badass crew, stay tuned because there's another badass episode on its way. Thanks for listening to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Why are you waiting to go to BadassDirectSalesMastery.com? Don't make the Dom get her whip. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with another rock star that you know in direct sales after you subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. You can also check out the show notes for links and any contact information mentioned in today's episode. We'll see you next time.